0: Welcome to Industrial Theory with Carrie Siggins. In this podcast, we talk with leaders and doers throughout the industrial cleaning industry who are changing the way we think about cleaning the world. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins. All right. Welcome to the first episode of Industrial Theory with Carrie Siggins. I have uh, my guinea pig guest Jimmy Peck here with us today. Jimmy, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for asking me to join you, Carrie. Thanks. It's thanks. Good to be on the premiere edition of Industrial <laughs> Theory. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, Jimmy is the general manager of MPW's Industrial Cleaning Group, uh, based uh, in Ohio, yep. uh, but with forty-one offices 41 around industrial
1: North, cleaning branches, in, yeah.
0: right around uh, North America. So. Uh, Jimmy has uh, some big responsibilities and has been in the industry for quite some time so maybe give us a little bit of background on who you are and how long you've been doing this
1: okay so yeah 2003 I started with MPW prior to that um, I, I actually had worked for the Attorney General's office in Ohio went to law school at, at uh, the Ohio State University and um, went to school at OU and And probably most interestingly, uh, the reason I ended up at MPW is because of my connection with the family that owns MPW. Mm -hmm. I grew up next door to the black family. Nice. So kind of always wanted to be at MPW.
0: So ha, law from law to industrial cleaning, that's a pretty big jump. I, it is. Oh I just boy. tell
1: people I wasn't a good lawyer.
0: <laughs> that's why.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it is a pretty big jump. But the goal was to one day start a legal department at okay. MPW. So, uh, And we did do that. It was sort of mid-2000s. We started a legal department at MPW, and that was a fun challenge and project. The timing was right. my my heart was really with the field yeah because that's sort of monty's philosophy monty black the founder of mpw his philosophy is if you're gonna work for mpw you need to know what we do Mm -hmm. Uh, so the first few years i was in the field wearing a red hat water jetting vacuuming, uh traveling the country and doing some of that stuff and and it was a good uh experience to get ready for that that legal department stuff. But once that was done, kinda made my way back into the operations and haven't looked back.
0: Yeah, that's a great story. Yep. Yeah. Very so fun. so do you do you like what you do now better than being a lawyer?
1: I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. My my mindset you've known me for a couple of years now mm-hmm. and so you know that I'm it would be hard for me to sit behind a desk for very long and kinda of practice law or do legal stuff, so so this is definitely where my heart is. Yeah, yeah working great. with people and and great suppliers like Stone Age and Thanks. awesome customers that we have. So, very 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 fun.
0: That's great. That's yeah. great. That's a great story. All right, so 16 years in the industry. You've probably seen a lot of changes. What's the biggest like the biggest change you've seen? The biggest, oh my goodness, I wasn't expecting that or something along those lines. Yeah,
1: I mean, I there's all kinds of things. You know, you could go in a lot of different directions from technology safety you know just the way we've evolved as an industry Um, governmental regulation compliance OSHA EPA uh, the impact on the coal-fired power plant industry right now from from competition with natural gas renewables and all that stuff so lots of things lots of different ways I could go but because this is your Uh, uh, What do we call this?
0: Podcast. My podcast, Sorry,
1: You can tell I'm not an IT person. (laughs) Not very technologically savvy. (laughs) Since this is your podcast, I am going to kind of steer this more towards technology because I do think that, and and this could be something, you know, I've I've been with MPW and in the industry for 16 years, people, uh, there's been a lot, there have been a lot of technological advances out there over that time period but when I engaged with the WJTA um, right after we had made a visit out here to Durango Mm -hmm. to visit you Mm -hmm. with Jared Black and Mm -hmm. some of the engineering team um, it was a real eye-opening experience for me about what technology is actually out there Mm -hmm. and available and um, I kinda took a deep dive into some of that eventually you know sort of running for uh, the board of directors for the WJTA and being a part of that and continuing to learn more. So I would say uh, sort of relatively speaking, some of the big changes I've seen is just what's out there and the way it's evolved. Um, It's been eye-opening. It certainly had a big impact on our business at MPW. Uh, We have embraced it wholeheartedly, everything from the Orange Book Mm -hmm. with the best practices. One of the things we learned from the Orange Book is we were actually 90% there already without really adopting the orange book or a WJTA training <clears throat> just kind of on our own we had we had gotten pretty close but there were some things that we were still off on uh, hose management hose compliance some of that stuff that since then we've sort of taken some steps to make sure that we're compliant with the orange book and that we're training to the orange book and those standards or higher mm-hmm. And so I would say just, you know, back to your question, biggest changes, the biggest changes that we felt is sort of having engaged with WJTA, um, you know, seeing the technology that's out there and the training that's out there and the opportunities to, to really boost the whole industry.
0: And has that had uh, an effect on your culture, as you've been going through this transformation of adopting automation and and improving your um, you know your safety practices, or at least your attention on the orange book safety practices?
1: Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm sure it it's had an impact on our culture. We've always had a very safety-minded culture. You know, I mean, we have safety coins that we carry that that are important to money. You know the executive team at MPW has always sort of been behind the idea that we want you to go home in better shape than you showed up for mm-hmm. work. And uh, so we've always felt that, but but this has sort of given us some more tools. But I would say it's enhanced our culture right. for sure. You know, and we've put some processes in place for um, where maybe technology is not available to do a certain job. and And we need to, Uh, get a variance. So Mm -hmm. we've, you know, part of our culture has been to really kind of keep tight control over that. So myself, Dave Brown, our vice president of operations and one of our engineering managers are the three people that are allowed to give those variances if if that job ever comes up and try to limit those. And when one does come up, we make sure that we log that variance. We get it to engineering. And how can we keep this from happening again? So, yeah, I would say it's had a big impact yeah. on our culture and, and and the way we approach uh, work and innovation. That's another thing. Innovation has always been kind of a, a, a priority for Monty. Uh, you know, in 47 years that MPW has been around, he's always looking for ways to do things better than mm-hmm. anybody else. So innovation is important. And... Through this process, we've learned that we don't necessarily need to innovate everything. Right. That there are some some suppliers and partners out there like Stone Age who have already been doing it for 40 years. Right. And you got you have an anniversary coming up. We do. On Thursday. Yeah, we'll on Thursday. 40 Thursday, years. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, but there's suppliers out there and partners that have been doing it for a while, and there's no need for us to to try to reinvent, reinvent that the wheel, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Great, excellent, all right.
1: Does that make sense? That makes total sense, okay. yeah,
0: thanks for sharing. All right, so this is hard work, right? Industrial cleaning, high pressure water jetting, it's hard, it's dangerous, there's a lot of turnover. Uh, as a leader, I'm sure that it can sometimes feel like a slog. How do you stay positive and motiv- motivated every day?
1: Well, some of it's personal, you know, sort of your personal philosophy on things, so faith, family. Fun. Making sure you have a little fun in the mm-hmm. equation is always important. That's a that's a phrase we hear a lot from Monty, the founder of MPW. That you got to have fun in, in your equation. You can work hard, but you also have to make sure you play hard and you enjoy what you do. I would say also the people that we get to work with again, inside MPW, outside MPW, we have awesome customers, great business partners, and and really good family members yeah. that that are employees you know um i hear people say a lot at mpw that we spend more time with each other than we do with our own right. families i'm sure it's the yes. same here at stone age and as a result of that we've really become family and and you know sort of look out for each other and i think it would be very miserable if you didn't enjoy coming to work with the with with good family members
0: like yeah. that yeah yeah so. I understand. We have that same philosophy here at Stone Age. We yeah. are a, a tight family, and we like to have a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I think that that's why you know our companies get along so well together is I that we too. have very similar philosophies that way. I mean, what's the point of it if if it every day is just a slog and you're not <laughs> enjoying what you're doing? I agree.
1: And and there's going to be bad days, yep, you know, of course, and, in any company, any any at any moment things could could turn south and you could be dealing with the tragedy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But at the end of the day, it's good to know that you're shoulder to shoulder with people that have your back yeah. and, and, you know, that you trust.
0: Absolutely. it's important. Absolutely. That's great. Yep. All right. Looking ahead five years, what do you think is the biggest change that we're going to see in the industrial cleaning space? And how do you think that contracting companies and manufacturers should address it?
1: Well, there's probably different answers for each company based on your mix of work. Um, Another big factor in this, as I think through that question, is what the economy looks like in the next five years. You know, if we continue sort of on a good economic trend for the next five years, uh, you know, I mean, I I could see um, from a technology perspective – having a lot of great technology out there that really is more robotic in nature and more automatic in nature, not necessarily still needing to be remote controlled. And I know from our tour yesterday and talking to some of your team, that's that you guys are, are trying to be on the leading edge of that Mm -hmm. effort. So is our engineering team in a lot of ways. So, so I think technologically, that's a big one. Um, Risk wise, I think um, one of our biggest challenges is Finding training and retaining uh, talented folks right and uh, that that want to do what we do and you you sort of made a reference earlier that this is dangerous it's hazardous it's extremely cold it's extremely hot hard it's work. hard work yeah. um, so it's a challenge right now and, and again that would be a challenge that I would see continuing if the economy continues to to move in a positive Fashion, so a good problem to have, but but a challenge nonetheless.
0: Sure.
1: Um, so I think that's something that we'll continue to deal with over the next five years. Uh, you know, there's there's the regulatory piece of kind of where we live that I think continues to evolve and change, and uh, that's hinges a lot on politics and mm-hmm. who's in charge. So it'll be fun to kind of continue to see that happen. Um, I guess, what are some of the things you see
0: yeah, over I think the next few years? Yeah, I think I completely agree with you. I think the biggest challenge that we face as an industry is the workforce challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see it happening now. I, I think it's going to continue to get worse. And I think it's a, a problem that we all really have to address. And I think that technology is one of the ways that uh, that we can address it, but it's going to, you know, it's, the workforce is going to look so different and we need to be planning for what those future jobs are going to look like mm-hmm. when robots do a lot more of the work. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think part of, you know, robots doing more of the work is that there's not going to be people to who want to do these jobs or the jobs are, that are going to look very different. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's that's a big one, and you know the regulatory things. That's always going to be, uh, you know, businesses are always having to react to that. It's hard for us, especially small companies, to have a lot of control over it. So we're in a constant state of reaction <laughs> to, you know, what's going to to, to happen from a a, a regulatory or a policy standpoint. So being prepared to deal with whatever's thrown at us while we're still continuing to advance technology and our workforce and and you know what the new economy is going to look like is is the biggest challenges that are going to come but yeah. i think it's going to be very different 5 years, 10 years from now for sure yeah i think business models in this industry are going to be turned upside down yeah what they look like i'm not sure so, as you know, Jimmy, I'm a big believer in the need for stronger collaboration between asset owners, contractors, and uh, OEM, manufacturing companies, as uh, a way to solve some of the biggest challenges that our industry has to address, and we need to do it by working more closely together. So, what is your view on this, and what are some of the things that MPs, MPW is doing to work towards this collaborative effort?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I would say I would start with sort of your effort and our effort at, in the WJTA first, because I think that's where we kind of have the most traction going with trying to really understand what asset owners' issues are and the way that we can help alleviate some of those issues sure. and and work with suppliers and do that. So, you know, we've I know uh, this at the at the show coming up, we're actually going to have the asset owner uh, panel and work through some of that. Um, We're always, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, this kind of goes back to being innovative and continuously improving. We're always trying to understand through lots of feedback channels as a company, where are some of our weaknesses, you know, who's not satisfied with our service and why and, and fix that. And uh, the, the, typically the biggest issue is, is, how well have we equipped our people to do the service that we provide sure. for for our customer or the asset owner yeah. so so you know whether that's training or the right tools for the job or or um, or a combination of both like there's some great tools out there some of them come from from right here at Stone Age but if our people aren't equipped to set them up tear them down run them properly maintain them properly then might as well not have them you know so i know that's a big issue and and we continue to work through that and i and i think you guys have been a good resource on helping us get our folks trained for that too and understand how the tools work um and i think we've heard that from some of our asset owners uh, that are on the wjta panel Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. it's sort of that whole the tools are great they're definitely good. It's how, what's, what's our logistics or delivery system to the job site on that particular application and get it into function properly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So,
1: so that's, that's, I would say kind of always a little bit of a challenge, but, but I think we're getting better. And a big piece of that is the work that, that you and the WJTA folks are doing. Yeah.
0: Great. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. It's, uh, I think it's, it's, the time seems, it seems like more than ever, this is coming to light and there's more interest in a broader collaboration. And I think that always happens when technology is advancing because it does, it changes the way that we work and it changes the way that that we approach a job, it changes the way we have to sell that job. And mm-hmm. so it, it takes all of us to really affect that change yeah. and make it... Um, make it a broad change. I always tell any asset owner that we're working with to um, help move towards automation or working towards training to say, you know, you, you you can't be the only one asking for this. There can't be broad adoption of Of change if it's one company or two companies or you know even 10 companies and so there is such an education piece and awareness piece to to bring along these other companies these other asset and end-user companies saying you know we want new technology we want safer practices we want more advanced training in our plants not only because it it creates less safety incidents but the work the quality of cleaning is better and it can be done faster and 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 it's changing that mindset of status quo. Yeah. And so it really takes all of us partnering together to to change status quo. So yeah,
1: it does. And you bring up a good point. The idea that the customers really dictate what contractors, what standards contractors are gonna live up to. Yeah. And again going back to the effort of the WJTA To really try to drive a good standard that that customers or asset owners can buy into and demand that their contractors live up to. Yes. You know because it can't like you like you said it can't just be a few asset owners or customers and a few contractors and a few manufacturers that are really trying to to achieve that goal because there's always going to be somebody that's going to want to come in and and not do things the right way and as an industry we're only as good as our, as our weakest player.
0: I agree. I yeah. agree. And if we allow to say that's okay, then people are going to come in and, oh, yeah, I can do it. I can do it for cheaper. I can do it manually. I can do it less safely. Right. And it really uh, it really does hold us back from being a better industry. Yeah. I mean, we just, I just believe that we can't be okay with people hurting themselves and dying. No. There's just no need for it. The technology is there. The, the, right. the training is there. The best practices are there but it just has to be a commitment to get over the hump whatever that fear is it's Mm -hmm. you know fear of cost increase or a fear of you know something breaking or productivity productivity, people losing their jobs right Mm -hmm. this is a big mindset shift Mm -hmm. that has to happen Mm -hmm. and uh but you're right we can't go with the lowest common denominator
1: yeah i agree Yeah.
0: yeah yeah good all right so uh, we've talked a lot about WJTA, so mm-hmm. let's uh, let's visit a little bit more. So you've been on the board for two years mm-hmm. now. Uh, what do you appreciate most about uh, being on the board?
1: I would say what I appreciate most is is uh, the folks that are on the board. Again, kind of. W- one of the big themes you'll probably hear from me is just the people. Yeah. You know, I, I I always enjoy meeting different people, new people, working with folks, and accomplishing things. But there's a there's a very diverse group of asset owners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with with Alan and Dana mm-hmm. and and uh, manufacturers. Mm-hmm. You know, from you and and uh
0: jetstream, jetstream
1: and and other suppliers yeah. Yeah, you know bill course. with with vac to go and yeah. then and then a few of the great um contractors yeah. out there so you gary with hydrochem p s c and pat DeBusk and so that's kind of fun to to work with some legends like that too yeah, so that's of course. been a that's been a fun experience i've learned a ton and um i, I you know i think that the WJTA is doing some great things, and I'm I'm enjoying being a part of something bigger than than just MPW.
0: Yeah, I agree, and we I think are living and breathing that collaborative effort of asset owners, uh, contractors, and and OEMs, and so it's exciting to see you know the changes that are happening and and some of the way and some of the direct new direction that we're taking the WJTA because of that tighter collaboration. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I agree. That's great. That's great. Um, so, what tying it to MPW? What value does MPW get um, out of being a WJTA member? Well,
1: um, a ton. We actually put an article in Jet News. Yes. I think it was two editions ago. I don't remember the exact uh, uh, month for that one, but we actually put an article in Jet News and sort of. Much better than my answer will be here on this podcast. It was a
0: great article. If you haven't read it, definitely go check it out. Yeah, go read it. It was good.
1: Um, But, uh, you know, a few things that I remember from that article. One is sort of a training and stand, from a training and standards perspective, um, we have gained a lot by doing some deep dives into the Orange Book and the Blue Book and really trying to make sure that our policies, practices, standards at MPW really kind of met or exceeded the standards that we saw in those books and, there, and we had some gaps. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of fun to, to analyze that, figure out where those gaps were and, and kind of start working through some of those. Um, still not perfect today, but, but you know working towards uh, meeting those standards. One thing that I thought was cool and I kind of mentioned this to you earlier, was as we went through the orange book without really having ever done a deep dive in the orange book before we were pretty close
0: yeah that's you know? great
1: and i think that that i want to share that with everybody on the podcast because you you probably are too you know you're probably close but really if you do a good deep dive you can figure out what some of those gaps are and and what you need to do to close some of those gaps and if you ever want to reach out to carry or myself Absolutely. and kind of figure out what you can do to close some of those gaps we can we we can certainly help talk about our experiences through that too. So yeah. uh, that the training piece has been fun, the standards piece um, networking has been an awesome experience, you know. I mean MPW is not in the industrial cleaning world. We are not a Gulf Coast Industrial Cleaning right. Service Provider. So a lot of the, the mecca of industrial cleaning is the Gulf Coast. So we were sort of removed from, mm-hmm. from a lot of that networking. So this has given us an opportunity to, to participate in some of that uh, networking activity and to bring a voice for industrial cleaning contractors outside of the, yeah. the, the Gulf Coast, yeah. which was kind of missing. That's great. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. right so we've got the show coming up november 11th through 13th in new orleans uh so what would you tell our audience would be the reason why they should attend uh, the conference and expo
1: well if we haven't convinced you by now that engaging with the wjta is a benefit to you as an asset owner as a contractor as a manufacturer um, i'll try to rattle off a few more reasons why it might be good. Number one, it's in New Orleans. So that's super fun. Always a fun place yes. to go and spend some time. Number two, Carrie's there. So <laughs> that's, I mean, why wouldn't you want to go? Right? Uh, thanks. Yes. Well, I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> Number three,
1: it's great networking. So for, for you, um, suppliers to the industry, it's a great place to, to make contacts and, and drive sales. Um, for, for contractors, you know, uh, it gives you a voice. You get mm. to, network and and engage in some of the uh the sessions mm-hmm. which are always a huge benefit and this is nod numbered years so we have the white papers exactly. and and uh and some of that so it gives you an opportunity to have a voice and and ask questions and and start to steer the ship um, and at the end of the day it helps your organization you get to see the full tool belt of what the WJTA can give you from training and compliance to um, best practices and standards for water jetting and vacuuming. Um, A lot of the video resources that we have and we're kind of going through the process of updating. But if you've never come, um, you know, you definitely need to try. If it's been a while, you need to see some of the stuff that's gone on. Um, and and if, you're like, if you're like us, you wanna be a part of that every year. Yeah. So, so lots of benefits can come out of that. And for the asset owners, if there's any asset owner that listens to, that's gonna to listen to this, yes, since this of is they the, are. the inaugural <laughs> premiere edition, if there are any asset owners that, that are listening, um, we need you. Uh-huh. We need you to help share what some of your pain points are, um, what's working and what's not working, so that we as an industry can can get better and raise that lowest yeah. common denominator yeah. that's our goal
0: absolutely yeah. and this year we have a really cool education session an asset owner right. uh, track that is brand new uh, and uh, Yao Lam from uh, Dow Chemical uh, out of Deer Park has been integral in helping put that together. And I think it's going to be a great session for asset owners to come and learn more about the industry and about technology and about how overall to, to manage hydroblasting jobs better. So yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about the education ses- sessions this year. I, I think it's going to be a, a big value add to anybody who attends.
1: Yep, I agree. All
0: right, wrapping things up. Uh, is there one thing that you would like to say to the industry that would inspire improvement in the way that we do things?
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, embrace change. Yeah. At the end of the day, uh, you. I think going back to the first question you asked, been in the business for 16 years, uh, what are some of the biggest things that, that have changed? Uh, everything. Yeah. I mean, the answer is everything. Yeah. And the more you resist it, the more difficult you make it on yourself and your business. Um so embrace change. Once you see change coming, try to be at the leading edge of that. I know that's one thing that looking back to sort of three or four years ago when we were out here visiting you the last time, you talked about your experience with the WJTA and technology. And we got to really have an eye-opening experience on what all was going on in the industry and here at Stone Age from a technological standpoint. And going back home I was like number one I, I, I had a lot of respect for you and the organization number two uh, I wanted to be a part of the WJTA so mm-hmm. those were that was sort of a turning point for me and for the industrial cleaning group at MPW to really engage in a different way um, and since we have embraced that change I would say that we've also become a leader in that and uh, more so than we were before yeah. so I guess Embrace the change. Yeah. You know, when you do, you 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 find that you get to uh, take a leadership role potentially.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. Excellent. Well, we'll end on that, Jimmy. Thank you so much for enjoying joining me on the uh, first edition of Industrial Theory. I really appreciate this. Conversation. Thanks for having me.
1: And and I want to be like Bill Murray on the Letterman show and yeah. kind of come back absolutely regular. You know, absolutely. first guest should have the opportunity to come back at least annually.
0: My goal is to make you famous. Okay, good. <laughs> or maybe infamous. <laughs> yeah, that's already been done. <laughs> all right, well thank you all for listening. We hope you appreciate it. We're always open for ideas, so uh, if you would like to hear from somebody in the industry or about a particular topic, you can email me at kerry.siggins at stoneagetools.com.